Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. There's over 180,000 titles for you to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio and get your free audiobook today. Sweetgreen restaurants are on a mission to inspire healthier communities by connecting people to real food. When the COVID pandemic hit, they realized they could fill a need by providing healthy food to healthcare workers. So they teamed up with World Central Kitchen to create the Sweetgreen Impact Outpost Fund that would get much needed nutrition to hospitals around the country. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I have the pleasure of chatting with Kirby Bumpus, Head of Social Impact and Inclusion for Sweetgreen. In addition to learning more about this partnership with World Central Kitchen and how it got started, we also learn more about some of the incredible social impact work Sweetgreen is committed to around food education, access, and much, much more. Well, hello, Kirby, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. Can you start us out and just share a little bit about Sweetgreen for our listeners who may not have had the pleasure of dining in one of your fine establishments? Of course. Um, you know, so Sweetgreen is really changing the fast food industry by serving sustainable, healthy, and real food at scale. Um, you know, I head up social impact and inclusion, and social impact has really been in our DNA since day one. Um, and that we work directly with farmers in our supply chain. We're very thoughtful and intentional about working in the the communities that we're in. And our founders created Sweetgreen in 2007. Um, they were recent Georgetown graduates. Uh, you know, it was Nick Jamey, John Newman, uh, Nathaniel Rue, and they wanted to create a destination for simple, seasonal, healthy, real food. And so at our core, we passionately believe that real food should be convenient and accessible to everyone. Um, we have team members that make food from scratch using fresh ingredients and produce delivered that morning. So everything that shows up in your bowl or on your plate at Sweetgreen came into the restaurant whole. And there's, you know, a team member back there cutting up that carrot, chopping that apple, um, you know, washing the kale. All of that's happening right in the Sweetgreen restaurant. Um, the other piece that sets Sweetgreen apart is that, you know, we use a digital first approach to improve the ease of ordering and pickup and delivery um, and, and payment for our incredibly passionate customer base, which, you know, given the realities of COVID, all of that uh, digital um, aspect of our company is more important than ever in terms of, you know, being able to bring our, our being able to enable our mission of building healthier communities by connecting people to real food. I'm always so excited when I go travel and there's a sweet green somewhere nearby <laughs> that I can go. It's like my type, totally my type of food. I think I went into a restaurant recently and they had, I think this was sweet green and they had like an herb thing, like herbs growing that, like behind the counter. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. All of our, our kitchens are open. So you can really see, um, you know, the, the whole fruits and, and veggies and all the, all the produce, all the good um, stuff going it's in. It's looking nice and fresh. <laughs> and then in, remind me which markets you currently have restaurants. Yeah. So we, um, 
we have quite a few restaurants. You know, we're we're in Boston, in California, we're in LA and San Francisco, uh, we're in Chicago. Uh, we recently um, expanded to Denver. Um, we're also in DC, Maryland, Virginia, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, New York City, which is one of our largest markets, um, and and Philly. Um, so you know, I think beyond just our restaurant footprint, uh, the national launch of our native delivery platform this January has also enabled us to continue to interact with our customers in these markets uh, right in their homes. That's fantastic. And then just to clarify, during COVID, are your restaurants open or does it depend on the location? We're open. Um, you know, like open for dine in, I should say, I should say. Ah, um, depends on the location and depends on the day. Uh, you know, I think that's the, <laughs> the thing about COVID is, you know, the, the local laws change day by day, really throughout the day, to be honest. Um, but our business, our restaurants are, are open, uh, very much for, for pickup and, and delivery across the board. So at the beginning of April, you created the Sweet Green Impact Outpost Fund, which is what we're here to talk mostly about today. Um, and that was in partnership with World Central Kitchen, which is a phenomenal organization. So could you just give us a brief overview about what that fund hopes to achieve during the COVID-19 crisis and, and probably is achieving currently? Yes. Thank you so much for asking. So at the start of COVID... Um, in you know the, the crisis really started in the U.S. in mid-March, um, which doesn't that feel so long ago? At this it does, point? like a, <laughs> a lifetime ago. But you know, started in mid-March. Um, you know, we launched the Impact Outpost uh, program in order to be able to deliver free sweet green to hospital workers and medical personnel. Uh, you know, we, we kind of took a look around. Um, and, and really thought about, you know, we're going through this difficult time. How can we make sure that we are leading with our values? Um, and we, we knew and we know that it's thanks to our tireless and courageous hospital workers and medical personnel that we're going to be able to get through this current crisis. So we want to make sure that we were, uh, you know, giving back to the communities that we're in and ensuring access to real food to those on the front lines. We really kind of looked around at our business and, and recognized that, Pre-COVID, we had, uh, you know, outposts in over a thousand offices across the country. Um, and so with that, you know, we had a, a team of tech, logistics, um, couriers, uh, and, and we wanted to think about how can we deploy them and use them for, for good use. So we, we really created the outpost program just as like an internal way for us to leverage our resources to give back. And then, you know, once we made that announcement, we just had overwhelming um, support and interest and wanted to figure out how could we enable the consumer and how could we enable other companies to join us and support us um, in this effort. And, uh, you know, we were able to create the Sweet Green Impact Outpost Fund in partnership with World Central Kitchen. Um, as you said, they're a phenomenal organization created by chef and humanitarian Jose Andres. Um, it's a not, not, nonprofit, uh, that's devoted to using the power of food to heal and strengthen communities in times of crisis. And so through that partnership, it's enabled us to, um, accept donations to, to fuel the effort. Um, and to date, we've been able to actually donate more than 350,000 meals wow. to 500 hospitals uh, nationwide. Um, so, so you know, for us, uh, we, we're we're very we're very proud of that. But the impact is really multifold. Uh, so we've been able to you know 
feed more hospital workers. Uh, we've also been able to provide our team with much needed work hours while the business was down. Um, and then it's also enabled us to continue to purchase from incredible uh, farmers and suppliers, which were have been dramatically impacted by COVID, as I'm sure you're aware and your listeners are aware. Uh, you know, restaurants have been heavily impacted during this time. And, uh, you know, many of our suppliers were supplying either restaurants or schools through, you know, farm to school programs. And so for us to be able to, as a, a business, be able to continue to spend our dollars um, and, and purchase from them has been incredibly impactful for, for those businesses. So I think that the ripple effects of um, our, our, our efforts um, have, have been tremendous. Now, are you still providing the same level of meals as you were in the beginning of April when you started this all off? Has it ramped up? Is it about the same? Has it dipped down a little bit? I mean, what's the... Yeah, you know, we've seen we've seen waves. Um, I think, you know, there, there may be a ramp up as we go into the fall. Um, but, you know, it's, it's certainly ebbed and flowed. It probably uh, but, depends but, on location too, right? Because as different kind of hotspots have emerged, then I would imagine that hospital personnel, you know, are are working a lot harder in certain locations, maybe not as hard in others, um, because the you know the virus has died out a little bit. But exactly sure different exactly. location to location. Okay, so how tell us how the meal donations work? So is Sweet Green providing a portion of each meal donated, like raw ingredients, and then you're relying upon donations to provide funds to cover cover other expenses? Like how do the like what's what's the financial logistics of all this? Yeah, so you know, 100% of the funds raised are dedicated to providing more sweet green meals to healthcare heroes. Uh, you know, we've contributed um, a significant amount of our own uh, just budget and support uh, to fuel this effort, and then you know, we've uh, been leveraging um, you know outside funds in order to be able to provide more and more meals. Um, you know, we're using funds to cover uh, just the cost of food, labor, and delivery um, so that Sweetgreen is not profiting off of this effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal is to impact as many hospitals and medical personnel across, you know, different locations, uh, you know, in partnership with World Central Kitchen uh, to help us help us achieve that. And then who are the donors? Do they tend to be just individuals like me? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a great program. I'm going to go, not, go on and donate 25 bucks. Or are there other types of donors that you're getting? Like, are there other companies donating or employees, yep. things like yep. that? So it's it's a mix. You know, we've had um, individual customers donate. We've had uh, companies step up and donate like Verizon or J.Crew, foundations oh, like the Ford Foundation. Um, you know, it's it's really kind of been a, a wide um, array of, of supporters. And um, I should also mention, you know, whenever we've uh, opened a new restaurant during this um, pandemic, um, we have also done a kind of like a bowl for bowl donation. So for every bowl do- sold on opening day, Sweetgreen is, um, you know, using our own uh, funds to provide a, a meal to a healthcare worker as well. That's pretty incredible that you're still opening lo- new locations during a pandemic. Wow. It, it is pretty incredible. Um, you know, Not many people can say they've done that. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've had a, a roadmap ahead of us that's been tremendously impacted by um, COVID, but we have been uh, fortunate to be able to continue to open um, a few of those um, that were slotted. But it's it's certainly certainly impacted. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. One foundational business book I love and have recommended for years is Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action by Simon Sinek. Instead of focusing on what a business does or how it gets done, Sinek advises to focus on the why behind it all. You'll find this book powerful for both your personal as well as your professional life. And you can get Start With Why for free on Audible with your 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash cause talk radio. So how did your partnership with World Central Kitchen begin? Is this a new relationship? Is this something, a relationship you've had over the years? Um, you know, we have admired and, and cheered Jose Andres on from, from the beginning. And he's certainly been um, a friend of the brand. Uh, but this formal partnership is, is very much a new one for us and one that we're very proud of. Did you reach out to them and say, Hey, we have this idea. Can you help us? Or how did, how did it all come about? Yeah, uh, we we reached out, and you know they were, are doing their own efforts to feed communities and feed those on the front right, line. Right, right, right. So it was a really nice synergy, um, and also just shared mission um, of us us coming together and being able to do this. I think one of the really nice things, I mean, food is food and that's amazing and pizza is amazing and, you know, who doesn't love pizza? But, you know, Sweetgreen has nutritious food that it's providing healthcare workers. So I would imagine that that is an even more powerful type of partnership and type of, you know, gift to be able to give a healthcare worker. So, you know, yeah, you can fill your stomach with certain things, but having a nutritious meal, I think, is just a different level of of that contribution. Thank you for mentioning that. You know, we think of food as medicine. And so there's kind of this like really interesting way of thinking about it. It's like we are feeding medical workers who in this time could actually, what they need most is that fuel, right? Like they need that healthy, nutritious food. They're working back-to-back shifts. They are under not only incredible stress and strain, but they're on the front lines of a virus. And so the more that we can do to uh, supply them with nutritious, healthy food to kind of keep their immune systems up um, and, and just keep them keep them going, um, we're, we're very, very thrilled to be able to do that. That's awesome. We can have a whole separate podcast about that, I think, for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Can you talk a little bit about... I mean, I'm sure this has been seamless and flawless from the beginning, but have there been any challenges you've had to overcome to kind of execute this program? Like any little bumps in the road? You know, our listeners are primarily practitioners that, you know, may sit in your chair or may sit in, you know, on the side of the World Central Kitchen's chair and being a nonprofit listener. Um, and they really love to kind of hear about like, okay, well, what, what was a little harder for them and how did they overcome it? Like that's the sort of stuff that our listeners love to hear about. So any challenges you can share? Yes. I mean, I, I, you know, I think anytime you launch something new, you're going to come across some challenges. I think Yo, for, sure. know, for us, uh, we were very fortunate to have an incredible team of just like logistics geniuses. Uh, but, you know, just thinking about getting a salad from a restaurant to a hospital, particularly in the middle of a pandemic, um, has presented its own challenges. But I think one way that we've navigated that is by having um, a point person within the hospital that we're working directly with to coordinate whatever kind of delivery, whether it's a contactless delivery outside of the hospital and really kind of finding like what is the right um, safest way for us to uh, provide meals. So that, that was definitely a challenge in the beginning, but I think as we, you know, really kind of hit our stride, uh, we, we were able to, to navigate through that. 
Um, any surprises, good, bad, or otherwise, that you uh, ran into along the way? Like things that you weren't sure if they were going to work and they worked better than you expected or um, things that you just didn't anticipate, you know, again, good, good or bad? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, one of the really heartening things that I've seen has just been the way that our team has responded during this crisis. Um, you know, we hear from our team members, you know, after they've made, you know, 100 or 200 bowls for a hospital, just how uh, they feel about like providing food to the front lines mm. and knowing that they have a hand in that. Yeah. It's been a tremendous morale boost um, to see, you know, some of the notes that our team members have written either on our sweet green bags or on Aww. our sweet green kits or receipts that are on the individual salads. It's just so incredibly heartwarming to see hearts and all these food puns. And um, <laughs> really though, and, you know, we, we get uh, great messages from not only our team members, but our store managers, um, in terms of, you know, not only the effort, but just what it's enabling our our team to to be a part of something much larger than themselves during this time. Yeah, that's got to be really empowering just during a pandemic when you feel like everything is out of your control. You have no idea how to help other people. I mean, that's got to be a a true gift to be able to show up at work and be like, okay, you're going to make 200 bowls for doctors that are fighting this thing. And you were like, yes, I'm going to make the best salads I've ever made. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, that, that has a ripple effect to, you know, our, our corporate team. I think this is an initiative where whether you're on the accounting team, marketing team, tech team, um, you've touched this in some way. And so I think that feeling of, um, contributing to something larger than yourself and that empowerment um, is something that has had a, a company-wide effect. Um, it's, it's certainly been all hands on deck. So you were talking a little bit earlier about some of the logistics challenges and the fact that you have logistics whizzes uh, internally to help you solve those challenges. And then you were talking earlier about staff and being able to kind of mobilize them and put their efforts to good use toward this project. Are there other sort of internal assets at Sweetgreen that you feel you were able to kind of turn on or leverage in a different way for this initiative? Um, you know, I, I think it really our, our outpost team. Um, had you talked to us in February about uh, would we would they be working to serve hospitals? We certainly would have would have said no. Um, so I think having a complete 180 pivot for that team of serving offices and shifting to a different population and shifting to completely new. Um, uh, points of contact and ways of communicating um, and creating new processes to enable that. Um, it's been a, a huge, huge pivot and shift. And I've just been blown away by the level of um, uh, resiliency and flexibility uh, that our team has shown up with. That's fantastic. And I mean, not that this is why you did it, but you know, maybe post COVID, those will be new relationships and the hospitals will be like, Hey, bring that sweet green bag. <laughs> where, where did those go? <laughs> we, we, we haven't even thought that far. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure not. I'm just, I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> So I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit while I have you um, to I'd love to learn a little bit more about what your job was like and the social impact work you did at Sweetgreen pre-COVID. You know, I know it's a lifetime and a world away, but I'm just curious to know what other sorts of things that you typically get involved with. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, as I said before, uh, social impact has been baked into the DNA at Sweetgreen. And I think that's something very unique to our business and that 
you know, we are a founder led organization and our founders believe tremendously in uh, being very thoughtful and intentional about being conscious capitalists. And so to have that um, as a guiding principle from the top um, has enabled us to show up in the communities that we serve in ways that feel authentic to us and authentic to the community. So, you know, uh, one of our um, big areas of focus has been food education and thinking about um, the next generation of healthy eaters. Um, so, you know, we have been working with Food Corps for the past, um, at this point, a uh, year and a half on sweet green in schools. Um, and it's really our commitment to creating a scalable model that works to advance the health of the nation's 30 million students that are eating lunch every single day. Um, and so, you know, we've done creative things around, um, you know, supporting food cores, hands-on learning and education, like cooking and gardening, um, and then trying some, you know, more innovative things in the cafeteria setting so that kids can try food prepared different ways. They can try different flavor combinations and have a say on how things show up on their cafeteria menu. Now, it's COVID. <laughs> so people are... School? Eating, What's that? Yeah. Right. What does <laughs> that mean? Um, so, you know, I think we're, we're learning how to apply some of those learnings in, in different ways. And so that's an ongoing conversation to figure out how to make that applicable to um, students in, in new settings. And as we, you know, look to figure out what does school look like in the future. Um, but, but that's been a major area of focus for us. Um, the other is around food access and food insecurity. Um, you know, we've been supporting uh, the most vulnerable through the doubling of SNAP benefits um, at farmers markets, for example, um, and continuing to support uh, those communities with, you know, donations of, of fresh food, whether it's to food banks or homeless shelters, um, and just, you know, showing up uh, with our mission, right, of building healthier communities by connecting people to real food. I think the SNAP benefits example is one that I love to share because, for example, uh, you know, in, in LA, we've been working with an organization called CLA, which runs a few farmers markets. One of them is in Crenshaw, which is in South Central LA. And, you know, we, we double um, food stamps there, um, also known as SNAP benefits. And it has the ripple effect of not only enabling the consumer to buy more food, but also, you know, it, it helps farmers, right? When farmers know that more dollars are going to be spent at the market, it helps with uh, the health of the market and ensuring that more farmers continue to show up each and every single each and every single day. And so, you know, we, we try to think a lot about the food system, right? And mm -hmm, what is our impact mm -hmm. on that more broadly? Um, you know, we've, we've also done work with um, the LA Food Policy Council um, and uh, a community transformation project um, with the Hanks Mini Mart um, example where we took what was a uh, liquor store, convenience store, and turned it into more of a food access hub and safe space. So we worked with the store owner, um, Kelly, and LA Food Policy Council to, uh, you know, enable her to uh, bring in fruits and vegetables to change the entire aesthetic of the store, right? So now mm. you walk in, it's bright, it's welcoming. Um, it was a 
effort where we had our design team, we had our marketing team, um, accounting came in and really helped with uh, Kelly's management of of the books. Took her uh, system of, uh, of of tracking, which was a, a notebook and pen, to uh, you know all digital, so she can get a better sense of what she needs to order and when, um, and, and and track those kinds of things. So wow. you know, we, we try to be very thoughtful about. Um, Kind of how we show up with with our expertise and lead with our mission and go beyond writing a check and uh, you know leverage leverage our skills in ways that are meaningful. Um, you know the, the other piece is you know since the the onset of COVID, you know we've been rescuing surplus food from uh, restaurant closures, uh, both from our restaurants as well as directly from our suppliers. Um, so making sure that that food is not going to waste during a time when you know food bank lines are, are down the block or down the street, uh, depending on uh, depending on the city. Um, you know, one one example of that that I love to share is um, when our Mountain View restaurant closed um, at the the height of the pandemic. Uh, we donated over 400 pounds of real food to the Mountain View Wisman School District, um, including you know highly coveted items um, like like proteins. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, food banks you know they get a lot of carbs, they don't get yep. a lot of produce, they don't get yep. a lot of uh, they don't get a lot of protein. And so, you know, by providing um, our chicken, uh, the cafeteria staff was actually able to repurpose that chicken um, with uh, with scallions and, and more ingredients to create over 400 meals of chicken teriyaki for food insecure students that were affected by school closures and pass out those meals. Um, so it was incredibly special for students and families at the school because, uh, you know, distribution sites typically offer... Uh, more shelf stable items like sandwiches yep. or fruit and milk. So to have yep. a, a hot meal um, was was very special. Amazing. Well, you just have a few things on your plate, Kirby. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet green team stays busy. <laughs> now, is all that work continuing in some way, shape, or form even throughout the pandemic? I mean, it sounds like some of it is. You kind of made some reference to it, but I would imagine, like with school programs, you're probably talking, but it's it sort of depends on what's going to happen in the schools in the fall. Yeah, we you know we continue to uh, support um, impact work in in each of our markets. Um, you know, for example, the, the food insecurity one is where the need has just become even greater than it was pre-COVID, and so that work uh, continues in a very strong and, and meaningful and um, uh, uh, very very tangible way. Fantastic. Well, Kirby, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about your Impact Outpost Fund and all of the good social impact work you're doing at Sweetgreen. Where can people learn more about Sweetgreen online if they'd like to do that? Uh, thank you so much for asking that question. Uh, you know, to learn more, follow us on social media. Uh, our handle is at Sweetgreen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fantastic. Well, we will put those links in our show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Thank you again, Kirby. We will look forward to continuing the conversation and following your good works in the world. Thank you so much. 